Welcome back, folks, to the Get a Grip on Lighting podcast. On today's show, we have Mark Higgison from Encompass AV out of Chicago. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by... Are you asking me? It's Satco, baby. Come on, man. They do the light thing. They do the right thing, Greg. Come on, man. Go to satco.com, satco.com, satco.com. Hey, man, we just had Brian Brandis last week on the show. And, uh, or no, recently on the show, we released it. And, you know, Satco is such a great company, man, in terms of, uh, you know, the, 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 the uh, level of humility in terms of serving distributors. If you're a distributor, man, That's you got to right. have Satco on your line card, man. Yeah, and the, the product that we're talking about here today is this Blink Lux. It is uh, style and function come together, and that's important. I think Satco does that maybe better than anyone where they actually bring stylish fixtures. They're not just making them all the same. They're taking a functional fixture that actually serves a good purpose, and it looks nice. And you can see from this, it's uh, they have it fits. It's a real slim profile fixture, uh, surface mount. It's circle or square. Comes in 13 inch or 17 inch. It's Matte black, soft white, polished nickel, brush nickel, give you the options, 50,000 hour life. And it mounts uh, in the center with a little, and the light actually comes from the center and kicks outward in a decorative round fixture or square fixture. That's real thin to the ceiling, fits a J box. A lot of good um, applications for this, including some at my house. Check them out. <laughs> Go to sacco.com. That's S A T C O.com, baby. We do the light thing. We do the right thing at Sacco.com. Of course, a longtime Nailed member, NAILD.org. Hey, man, they're going to be in Biloxi, Mississippi. In fact, I think, uh, yeah, I know that one of their, uh, their people is going to give a presentation on the future of legacy lamps. So come on down to Biloxi, Mississippi. Check out Sacco. And, of course, um, Mark Higgison uh, talking AV, tinkering around with it on the uh, Get a Grip on Lighting podcast. Welcome to the Get a Grip on Lighting podcast, Mark Higgison. Thanks uh, for having me on today. Say hello to Greg Eric. Hey, Greg. How, uh, how are you, sir? Good, Mark. Thanks for being on with us. Tell us a little bit about uh, Encompass Audio Visual, not sort of an advertorial, but what does what the company actually do in 2019? Well, we, we, uh, originally we, we were an audio company. Uh, we, we were building nightclubs two decades ago. Um, but as, as technology morphed, really our jobs became, um, several jobs and, uh, ultimately 20 years later, um, we're, we're an IOT, uh, company, essentially we do structured cabling, audio visual surveillance, and, uh, now lighting. And is that why, why is it that lighting became a part of that? What was the driving force of encompass encompassing LED or encompassing lighting into their product offering? Well, a, a lot of technologies um, have, have become network technologies. And, and originally, um, audio became a, a network-based technology from a traditional analog infrastructure to nowadays really 100% digital. The same thing happened with video. The same thing happened with surveillance. And now with the increase in power allowance uh, due to the uh, uh, 802.3 BT standard, um, we have a whole lot more of uh, DC power available on the network and a whole new world of devices that could be powered that previously the, the 
supply simply wasn't there, um, we, we can power a, a, a really wide array uh, of devices now. So, so hang on, what's the 802.3b standard? What the heck is that? I have no idea. You know what that is, Greg? <laughs> no, that was going to be my question. Yeah. Write it yeah. down. What's the one six one two two? What's the one six two five six two standard? <laughs> I, I apologize. I, I study a lot of this stuff, so it, sure. it becomes a second nature to me. But uh, what we're talking about is, is power over Ethernet, um, and, and really what that is is utilizing your data network to provide DC power on each port. The original usage for this technology was uh, VoIP phones, voice over IP. Uh, they wanted to be able to power these phones with one cable and utilize the data. So they energized one pair of the communication cabling. Um, standard communication cabling is, is an eight-wire system uh, divided up into four two-pair systems. So they just elected to use a, an unused pair to send power to power the phone itself. Uh, over the years, they started increasing that power allotment to 15 watts, um, then 30 watts. And then Cisco had a proprietary 60 watt system, which is actually uh, what we experiment here in our office with. Um, we have three different manufacturers uh, of lighting equipment that are run on what's called Cisco's uh, UPOE standard, and that's a 60 watt. But um, what I spoke of earlier, the 802.3BT standard or it's easier, you could refer to it simply as type four, uh, allows up to 95 watts over communication cable. And, and that's enough to do a television. It's, it's enough to power a computer, uh, to power video conferencing, and to even power uh, what you would term high bay uh, LED lighting. Some, not all. Not all. Yeah. What Like if you're going to take a light fixture, what wattage are your light fixtures that you're commonly seeing? Is it half of those? watts the 95 watts that you can allow for um the the 72 watts is really what they would rate the light for but you can run multiple instances of this cabling so if you had a multi-element uh you know if you had a really high power multi-element you, you could power each led segment with a with a leg of the poe power and now these network switches it would be impractical um to have them all like in a traditional it room so the high power generation of switches is built to be in the space, to live in the plenum, uh, to be local to a room. Uh, a, a great example of this technology in use right now is the, uh, the Sinclair Hotel in uh, Fort Worth. It's a hundred year old building and they, they just went through and it's the uh, world's first POE powered hotel. Each room has a powered switch that runs all of the lighting and all of the IoT infrastructure. So One, why, like would, why, would anyone, why would anyone want to do this? Like, what, well, like I, I, once, like, I, it sounds good. It's okay. So you got 95 watts, I mean, and growing. Like, maybe, maybe it's going to do – like, I'm a skeptic, bro. Like, you got 95 watts. That ain't a lot of power, Mark. I mean – and you got that you got well, the for, cable. You're not bringing AC there, okay? And you're you're bringing in 95 watts on a port. Most high bay LEDs are not are going to be more than 95 watts. And I'm probably pretty sure when they say 95 watts, you can't be 95 watts. You have to be 80 percent of 95 watts or something like that, right? You can't be 95. I, I believe that's where the 72 watt figure yeah, comes in yeah, because so they have to do a loud for right. So 72 watts LED is not a high bay. Um, but, uh, you know, 95 watts is kind of on the borderland, wouldn't you say, Greg, of high bay? 
Yeah, but, but I think you're talking in a, in a hotel room. So no, but I guess what I'm saying is, like, what's the business end? case? What's the business case? Why would anyone do this? Well, we can we can go back to the high bay fixture. Uh, my no, no, go to the hotel. Use the hotel. Okay. So the biggest advantage of, of this, beyond certain efficiencies, is it, it's on each light becomes a sensor. Um, I, I have lights that can take a room temperature that can provide occupancy data. Um, it, it becomes much more than simply a light. It, it can be a carrier for any kind of sensor. Um, imagine an office space where you, you have a, you know, a cubicle farm and you have two by two lights over, over each office. You could give individual control over just that lighting fixture to each member of the office if you, if you so chose. You have unlimited control options all of a sudden. And the opportunity to to bring the future um, through through your lighting, through the, the use of sensors, daylight harvesting, auto on and off, occupancy counting. Uh, one example that they use for the hotel with the occupancy counting uh, counting is uh, maid services. If a room hasn't been used, there's there's no point in scheduling a cleaning. Um, and if, if you look at this at scale. Um, you know, a, a multi-level skyscraper. We're we're talking thousands of lights here. So, if a light doesn't need to be on, it's it's not on, and you can really scale the control of this down to the individual fixture. So, if if you go in this hotel room again, I'm going to just for my own purpose, I need to break it down. So, you have a few light fixtures, maybe you have five, and each one uses thirty watts. Do you have one line going to each? each fixture or do you combine lines into into two of them to get up to that 72 watts or is that not am i not thinking about it the right way um yeah there's a couple ways that you could do this where where you could parallel uh you know lower lower watt wattage lightings off off of one leg uh you know we're, we're still we only have a power bank to deal with so we still have to you know pay attention to that but you know some of these led fixtures are, are very low wattage and you can of course use an entire string from a single power port. But how did you do it Does in this it, hotel that was 100 years old? How can you get all this wiring up? And I assume, is it sheetrock ceilings? What are the, what were they? They're not laying. Well, this isn't my project. Uh, I, I, can't, okay. uh, I can't claim to that. Um, I, I haven't been there. Uh, now, Texas is a very different region from the region I work in. I work in the uh, Chicagoland area. And uh, we, we have very strict electrical codes that, that apply to low voltage lighting and any low voltage system also. Uh, Texas is very different standards wise and low voltage cabling has uh, very few restrictions uh, as opposed to high voltage cabling. So I don't really so have a great answer. Yeah. But how they new construction, it in- obviously, it makes sense for you guys. I, I'm Absolutely. thinking of existing buildings. Yeah, how do you do it? I don't know if it building? makes sense in new construction. I'm not convinced by that. I think I, I, I don't I, I think what you're talking like anyone that does this has to be aware that they are a very early adopter. Now, you you tell me, Mark, you're talking about information. Um, when you're you said, you know, I can tell you occupancy. The the maids clean the room things. I think they know which rooms need to be cleaned and which ones they don't. I don't see a huge productivity improvement if they're reminded again that they didn't rent out hotel room 301 last night. I think they know that already. Um, 
I don't see a huge payback there. Who wants this information, and is it even legal to gather it? Um, well, there currently aren't legal restrictions about gathering this. Um, I think the best case usage is currently a, a 2017 building in Amsterdam called The Edge. Um, they use a, a concept called hot desking. So an employee isn't attached to a permanent desk station. When they show up, they're assigned a desk station via their uh, smart device. So they will fill up one floor at a time in this building. So they'll have entire floors that are, are completely off. And if they're not utilized, um, I, I would, would encourage you guys to possibly check out the, the edge in Amsterdam. Um, their website's pretty informative and, and they have a number of technologies uh, beyond POE lighting, but it, it is an excellent case usage of it. Yeah. But the edge the, is uh, like some sort of, content. yeah. So it's some sort of demonstrative building that was probably paid for by the government of the Netherlands to see if they could develop this technology. Was it a, was it a private for-profit corporation that decided to build the edge or was it like a Phillips. partnership? Was it Phil? Okay. Well, so it's, a uh, I, I believe it's a Phillips project. Yeah. Right. Um, so there, the, the lighting companies are all on board. Well, the lighting manufacturers have all produced lines. Um, if, if you look at manufacturers such as Phillips, H.E. Williams, uh, sorry, uh, Hubble, uh, they're all producing POE lighting. This is this is backed up by Cisco. They've produced a, a line of high power switches. This was originally started by a company called Redwood. Uh, I believe this is a 2012 project. Their systems used proprietary cabling, and it wasn't practical. Ultimately, uh, the program was canceled. Um, I was a skeptic on this too. I, I was not a lighting expert coming into this. I, I had heard about the technology and, and I decided I had to see this for myself. We, we had to install it here. We had to live under this. We had to prove that this made sense. Um, so I've, I've looked for holes in this overall and we haven't really found them. Uh, I'm using three different systems I got systems one. I got to show you something. Scott, bring me that too sure. that's in the corner there. Okay. So I also own an electrical contracting company. I know the Electrical Safety Authority in Ontario is taking a really hard look at these POE systems right now. And there's reasons for it. And this is not, this is an AC system, right? But there's a LED tube that basically blew itself out there, right? Can you see that? Yes, sir. Right? So what's going to, like, what type of issues should we expect from POE like this? Like, where are the, where are the electrical problems going to happen? And I think that's what the Electrical Safety Authority is concerned with. And I think there's a lot of people out there. It's like, oh, POE is great. I think it just means we don't know enough about POE, actually. We don't know enough about it. So, for example, when you're doing AC in a um, AC power in a drop ceiling, you got to use armor-coated cable, EX cable, right? POE is just... Well, in, in my region, it's, it's, it, it's uh, EMT. You know, you, don't, you can use BX cable in your region, too, for sure. It, it, BX is flexible conduit. It's not rigid. That's the only difference. Yeah, yeah um, um, you're limited to a six-foot length. Okay. But so everything you, else is, is right, but POE, and, and that's what's different about my POE, region. POE, you have this plastic-coated cabling everywhere. Yes, sir. Right? And is that really safe, or is it just new? Well, there, there, there's plenum cable, so if we're worried about um, like burn conditions, or if, if this is a, a fire safety issue, um, that's addressed by the the plenum jacket of cabling. 
Um, but ultimately, this this is this is low voltage. This is you know considerably less dangerous than than AC infrastructure. Um, now there's a couple concerns uh, when you remove cabling from a live powered port. You know, uh, of course, there's an arcing condition um, that could could damage the connector. But the new addition uh, of connectors specifically to power devices uh, on the doctor that's, that's meant to, to arc over and over again and never interfere with connectivity. So what are some examples of projects you guys have done with POE lighting? Well, very few. It's, it's my region is very slow to adapt it. It's currently, uh, it, it's a lot more popular on the East Coast. It's very popular in what they call the Silicon Prairie here now, uh, Des Moines. Uh, Texas, it, it's popular, but uh, my region in particular, it, it's not very common. Only a couple projects here uh, it, have started. You need to move. So, really, <laughs> <laughs> well, it, this is not our primary business, but this sure. is a, a a future business that I, I definitely want to be part of, and the entire IoT infrastructure uh, falls into our domain now. So we yeah. do have partners. Um, I'm not a lighting designer. Um, that's handled by uh, our, our, partner, our partners at Archibald and Meats. Um, they're, they're our distributor for, for all of our brands. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say that I, I'm an expert in, in your field at all. Uh, I'm a communications and ICT. See what I'm trying to what I'm trying to get down because we, we've done a couple podcasts on POE. We did some stuff on on uh, on low voltage direct current, the value of that. And. We're just not, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to speak for myself. I'm just not sold on it. I think it's a cool thing, I think there, it, but I think it's going to be very niche or niche. Niche or niche, whatever that, however you Well, you're, you're, you're not at all alone. Um, this, this has received a lot of resistance. We're, we're dealing with something that's worked fine for 100 years. Yeah. So, uh, of and course. There's a there massive been, base of infrastructure that's built out already for it. I mean, Absolutely. And and this doesn't always make sense in, in a retrofit condition, but for new I would say it never makes sense in a retrofit condition. Never. If you if the interest is getting your money back on a payback, I would say that POE never makes sense. Now, what I'm interested in is in your in your thing here, you said uh, artificial intelligence, power of Ethernet and the Internet of Things. Okay. So when you're talking about that Usually when people are talking about that, they're talking about some space down the road when the non-energy benefits of lighting start to exceed the energy benefits in the cost-benefit analysis, right? You know, maybe you can do some circadian rhythm stuff with it. Maybe you can, you know, do this other stuff. Um, I don't, maybe you can gather information that you wouldn't otherwise gather. Uh, what is it that you're, you, you have those three things here the ultimate lighting and ambient experience to some of Chicago's largest names. Why would they, what is the ultimate lighting and ambient experience? What is that? And why is POE, why do you suggest that POE is at the heart of it? Well, really this plays into the uh, wellness concept, which is, which is really becoming a force in, in office technology. Um, we're, we're stuck here in offices. Not everyone can work from home. So there, there's really no escaping it. So we're, we're trying to make this as pleasant and productive as an environment as possible. Now, there's plenty of studies out there um, that 
indicate lighting temperature and intensity can really affect uh, concentration. One of my favorite studies of the usage of this is in elderly care, where uh, they had an average of five falls per month. They installed uh, POE Everybody lighting. Everybody references that, su that, that study. I got to get a copy of this study. This elderly care study about the falls. I gotta, yeah. I, someone's got to send this one to me because they've, I've heard about this on five different occasions now. Somebody's told me about this elderly care study that went down. You know what, man? I, I don't know if I, if I, I okay, maybe that if you change the color temperature, elderly people, has it been replicated? I mean, is it double blind? Is, or is it just an anecdotal study? I need to see some more information on that one. Um, sure. I, I, there's I absolutely no proof. There's no proof that you can affect wellness with lighting. You may, we know that we can hurt people. That's for sure. You know, we know that bad lighting hurts. But I've interviewed some of the top scientists in the world, and none of them will definitively say, at this point, from what I've heard, except Adam Lillian... Was it Adam Lillian from UL, Greg? Yeah, yep. He said that natural light is great <laughs> from <laughs> the sun. That's great. But artificial light, our electric light, I don't think there's any evidence at all that you can create positive outcomes. There is evidence that you can create negative outcomes, but there's no evidence that you can create positive outcomes unless you can offer me something under the, other than that elderly people study, which I have yet to see. Well, I'm sorry, I don't have any studies in, in, in front of me. But I, first of all, you're, you're right to demand these things. Um, we came into this as, as skeptics also, and we wanted to live under this. We wanted to put holes in this. What, what if it made people sick or upset their stomach? Um, yeah. Our original AC lighting remained. We wanted to be able to compare the two. Um, mm. And after a year and a half, it's vastly preferred. Little things. Um, in a traditional lighting system, you turn it on, it goes to 100% automatically. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm able to control the ramp up time. So I walk in and gently the lights just kind of orchestrate themselves as I walk in. It, it's very pleasant. I haven't touched a light switch in here in, in quite some time. Um, we had to see it to believe it also. And that's why I, I haven't tagged up with one particular manufacturer either. Uh, we have three different running in here. And we had to see this stuff too. Uh, I, I have a meter. Um, we monitor the uh, electrical panel on the POE powered side. And we're able to, in real time, look at the actual draw. I, I, I don't expect you to just believe me from studies. I invite people here to see the lighting, to, to take a look at what kind of power we're actually using and to interface with it themselves. I mean, lighting is a, a seeing is believing kind of thing. And, and I don't expect you to just under believe it from a conversation or, or a particular study. Yeah, I, I think I think what what from my perspective, what POE offers, the potential, not the actual at this point, the potential of POE in the lighting world and the DC and the IoT and all this kind of stuff is the ability to add a an enormous depth to the control of, of the lighting system. Like granular level control, right? Um, that you, I, I think you'd never be able to accomplish that with AC, no matter how hard you tried. Um, it would be incredibly complicated. Um, and, and you're exactly right. Uh, getting 
granular control over individual lights or possibly even the individual uh, LEDs. So imagine a situation where the, the fire alarm would go off in a building the, or the power's cut. Your, your POE lighting can immediately go to battery backup and provide an emergency plan. It could strobe only the LED lights towards exits. That's a capability that could never happen in, in a traditionally, you know, a, AC lighting situation. Yeah, I, I mean, but I, I see the question for me, Mark, is not whether or not POE has this granular depth, is whether or not anybody cares. You know what I'm saying? Like, there, you know, there's a sense that, you know, it's you have this great potentiality of something and it's like this wow we could think of a million different ways that this technology might work and then you say you go to the market and say spend money on this and you can't find anyone to spend any money on it right that i mean i'm not saying that you don't have any projects in the pipeline i'm not saying that's not going to happen i'm a skeptic i'm not a believer in poe yet um i don't think it's the answer uh that's why i'm challenging you pretty hard on it here right i don't know if you noticed <laughs> No, no, I, I really appreciate this because um, I really the only kind of pushback I see on this level is from electrical contractors, which yeah, happen to be. But th this is great. Um, I, I'm not an expert in your field. Also, I, I appreciate any, any kind of pushback. The, the way that I originally started researching this was uh, on the against it side. And the the biggest argument originally was IT guys complaining that this was going to overload their infrastructure and they were being short-sighted about how it would be powered and how much power was available. But all of those concerns were alleviated uh, through different techniques for PLE. Um, it's going to take a lot of convincing still. This is not going to happen uh, tomorrow, but this is the way that the future is going. I have so many technologies Maybe. here that, oh no. I'll, I'll, I'll put my money where my mouth is here. Um, I have so many technologies currently that rely on POE power instead of traditional AC infrastructure. Uh, one of my favorite ones that's kind of boring is, is a wall clock. So it, it no longer has to be timed. It doesn't have to be part of a mechanical system or a radio system or uh, piped into a wall with conduit. It, it's simply on a Cat6 cable and, and it gets time for my network. So it's always on time. So it's not uh, a I clock. Have... It's just a display. No, it's a clock. No, it's, it's not an, a clock. It's an if, analog... it doesn't, if it doesn't keep the time, it's not a clock. It's a display of the time from your POE system. Okay, it's an analog <laughs> mechanical display. Yes. Timed. <laughs> Thanks for Busted, defining that. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Listen, Mark, it's been fun. Uh, I love that, you know, the POE profits that are out there. You're one of them. Um, uh, you know, I'm not heeding your voice. You know, you're going to have to hold that that profit staff up and turn it into a snake for me first. Um, because I, I'm not going to declare any kind of victory yet. Yeah, so we're, I think, we're, we're I think we have a lot. For this. Yeah. So, you know, I enjoyed speaking with you. Um, and uh, I think we're just going to have to say that we'll see. But I wish you all the best and good luck to you. Well, I, I hope uh, maybe in the future we can have another conversation. Yeah, you know what? I'd love That's to. Good. I'd love. You know what? I'd love to do a like a roundtable of POE experts and and see if they can gang up on me. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I, I've got just the guy for you, Mister Bob Allen with the Seaman Corporation of the United States. So let's do um, it. Bring him on. You can set that up. All right, man. Hey, thank That'd you for great. coming on, Mark. And I, I, I really like your demeanor and the way you've carried yourself. 
uh, and Compass Audio Visual out of Chicago. That's been Mark Higgison. Thanks for being a guest on the Get a Grip on Lightning podcast. Thank you all. Thank you. Have a good day. They do the light thing. They do the right thing, man. That's satco.com. Go to satco.com, baby. Satco.com, Greg. Always coming out with new products, innovative products, stylish products, and that's what they have here. With stylish is right. You know, you, you know what? That's stylish. like a that's like a sideswipe from Satco. Just it's like a. You ever watch MMA and they get they get that like, low leg kick? It's like, like a leg sweep. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like, Satco's got all the bulbs, and then they hit you with the low leg kick with these beautiful fixtures. Dude. Yeah, it's like boom! Right, right. It's, it's like, like wow, where'd you come <laughs> with that up? So hot. We're gonna do everything for you. How about that? We'll do it all. And, you know, I, I try to put my own spin on this, but they write it the best. It says, elegant and functionally designed. The center hub houses the driver, the LED light source, and secures a fixture to the ceiling while providing a decorative finished cover for a truly polished look from a truly polished company. Check out Satco. Go to satco.com, baby. That's satco.com. They do the light thing. They do the right thing. We do the light thing. We do the right thing. However you want to say it, man. It is what it is. Check them out. And they're a great, great nailed member. Go to neild.org. Come on, man. We're going to be in Biloxi, Mississippi. Not too late to that. sign up. 19th to 23rd at the Pearl in Biloxi. That's the Scarlet Pearl, not the Black Pearl, but we're calling it the Pearl. So come on down to the Pearl, boy, girl, whoever you are. And then, of course, Greg, thanks to Mark Higginson for coming on the show, the AV Tinker. Yeah, good discussion. Uh, some Interesting to see another uh, kind of field getting involved in lighting now. He was more AV, but now he's getting involved in lighting because he sees a potential seam there with the POE. Ooh. All you out listening out there, sticking around till the end here, thank you. And our, we're always grateful for you guys. We'd love to meet you. So come on down to Luxy, Mississippi. Written on the rectory wall There's a sign there for all You are lost, Lord is there to find you